welcome to the fifth episode of UFC Number, the Amazing Race podcast from Reality TV Warriors. My name is Michael Halmstone, and joining me as always is the Canadian who spends hours of his life looking for the decapitated heads of his enemies, Logan Saunders. Good evening. Good evening, Mr. Saunders. And just in case anyone didn't listen to Belgian Mole this week, where in the world are you? I am in Cairo. Tomorrow I'm seeing the pyramids and the Sphinx. He is. He's finally actually leaving his uh, Airbnb. I've been leaving it. It's just Cairo is a massive city. <laughs> You're leaving it. I'm leaving it. Yes. Off to Giza. And this is kind of a weird pair of episodes for us to cover as well, because I know it didn't air on CBS this week, but apparently there was a fan screening. We got the bootleg copy of it. Thanks, Bindles. And Tyler Oakley. Yeah, t- Tyler did hook us up, I believe. Um, he hooked, hooked Bindles up with the bootleg copy, so we actually got to watch it. So we're doing our recap now. Yeah, thanks Tyler Oakley. Thanks for the bootleg. Best friend of the podcast. Mm-hmm. And what did you think of this pair of episodes? Because it was a bit of an odd one, I would say. To see Colin and Christy go from first to last, I didn't... I mean, in their first season, they didn't even hit an elimination until Final Four. So to see them do that at Final Eight this year was quite a surprise. Well, first Final Eight. The first Final Eight, Yes. Especially as it's Dubai, which is the first place this season where they've actually raced before. Yeah, all these other teams that are winning legs in places they've been before that nobody else hasn't. But yet Colin and Chrissy are given this advantage on a silver platter, and they just completely blow it. And it's kind of down to their detour choice, really. Do you think they would have been better with Excellent Adventure? Yeah, like if there's a picture of bad... uh, There's the picture of... uh, bad decision-making in the dictionary, you would see a picture of Colin and Christie in it. So anyway, previously, nine teams continued racing through Ho Chi Minh City. At the roadblock, Corinne and Eliza drove themselves crazy, and at the detour, Rachel and Alitha drove each other crazy. But it was an unaired showdown that sent the survivor villains home. And teams must now fly to Dubai and find the Amwaj Towers to get their next clue. Only they went to the Burj with Khalifa. I'm not sure the, the face versus zip line would have really worked from the Burj Khalifa. I think it probably wouldn't have got through health and safety. Just a bit high. Yeah. Just like Wiz Khalifa. And annoyingly, there's not really much jeopardy. They're all on the same flight via Bangkok. So we move straight on to the roadblock, which is who's ready to soar like a falcon. And in this roadblock, one team must do a face versus zip line from the towers to the Dubai Marina Mall, where they will find their next clue. And it is Floyd, Janelle, Leo, Brett, Alitha, Nicole, Colin, and Corey doing this roadblock. Yeah, I mean, my memory's a little bit hazy as to what happened in the task, but it wasn't the most exciting thing to watch. Not when we have Uganda in the next leg. No, I mean, no one really changed placement-wise. It was just the, the generic heights task. Eh. Yeah, and then we have uh, Colin, who got the classic being scared shitless and ended up uh, doing it anyway. Everyone else was fine. It was Colin that was really freaking out over this heights task. Yeah, I mean, Colin's reaction kind of opens the door to a Mike and Kane and reunion for the next uh, reality showdown. Yeah, maybe in another 15 years. So, once teams get to the mall, they have the detour, which is Face the Music or Excellent Adventure. And in Face the Music, teams will successfully mix the music being played using DJ decks to get their next clue. And in Excellent Adventure, teams must dress in inflatable dinosaur outfits and transfer eggs into a basket. And once they fill their baskets, they get the next clue. I mean, just as a mall fan... Facing the music would have been a fun task. Yeah, the excellent adventure challenge is probably more suited to, I don't know, Japan. 
given this is the sort of challenge they love doing in any Japanese game show themed like. Yeah, dressed up as gigantic dinosaurs and transport eggs. How does that fit in with Dubai? I don't remember dinosaurs being associated with Dubai. No, I think if anywhere, Dubai would be on the bottom of the list for um, for where you'd expect dinosaurs to appear. Yeah. Maybe they're going to put some dinosaur eggs on Jumeirah Scara. Let's be honest, the location scouts um, wanted to show off the, the glow mall and they just thought, I don't know, we've got these dinosaur suits rolling around, why don't we just use them? I don't know. Yeah, it's, I know drinking is heavily frowned upon in the Emirates, but I can't help but feel that production was drinking here in Dubai. I really hate Middle East legs so much. I've discussed my problems with flying through the UAE before, but I don't think there's ever been a good UAE leg. And I would broaden that to the uh, the entire sort of Middle East. I don't think, like, the Bahrain leg last season the Q8 leg in 10. I don't think any of them have really been that good. I was about to say, I like the Q8 leg in 10, just because teams really struggle with self-driving, and we have the Chos doing the whole pretending to go for the fast-forward thing, and it being like the first like super-duper oil-themed leg that they did, plus the remote control camel racing. It was a shock for them to go, to go there, but... It wasn't really a great leg compared to some of the classics we've seen. I mean, this week's the two-year anniversary of one of my favourite double legs ever in the Greece to Vietnam legs in uh, 29. Yeah, and I know they're a bit more restricted as to what they can do with the UAE. I'm just saying in Kuwait, I feel like that was a properly done leg from start to finish and had everything I would want. And if nothing else, the face of music task did give us the iconic calling quote of my mix is broken. Yeah, his mixer actually broke. And he was packing it. It's the first time we've seen Colin's mask kind of slip a little bit. Yeah. Do you see him punch the... Not actually punch, maybe eliminated from the race, but like was just looking to raise his fist up, and then Christy had to stop him. Had to censor him. Had to censor him, yeah. Should it be like, Hakuna Matata, Colin. Hakuna Matata. What a wonderful phrase. Means, yeah, means no worries for the rest of your legs. Fun fact, I am wearing a Lion King t-shirt today. Ah, good old El Rey. From when I went to Disneyland in February. Ah. Couldn't resist a Simba t-shirt. Yeah. So you have lots of sympathy for Colin in this situation. Oh, yeah. I'm now just trying to think of Lion King puns. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Remember the pierogi pimbo? Ah, yeah, good times. He didn't leave the judge with a scarf. No, he stopped just short of giving him a scar. So, Janelle and Brittany do fight, but they manage to crack the challenge, and it's no yoke, and they leave Excellent Adventure in first. Yeah, good job on Brittany. She did all the work. She was quick, quick, quick all throughout this task. Yeah, I mean, I know Janelle did the the zip line, but Brittany really carried the team this week. Yeah. She really, she really carried it on her back like a dinosaur. Move over, comp beast, Janelle. Yeah, you thought you'd just watch Dane and Adam and Big Brother Canada? Oh, you've seen nothing yet. You ain't seen shit. Yeah. <laughs> so, teams must now find the four-point helipad, the pit stop for this leg of the race, the last team to check in, may be eliminated. And it is Becker and Floyd who leave Excellent Adventure in second, 
with Leo and Jamal leaving Face the Music in third, Nicole and Victor leaving Face the Music in fourth, Chris and Brett leaving Excellent Adventure in fifth, Tyler and Corey leaving Face the Music in sixth, Rachel and Litha leaving Excellent in seventh, and Colin and Christy leaving Face the Music in last. You mentioned Rachel? Yeah, I think I know which Rachel you're talking about. Let me see. Uh, speech therapist, fit builder, sausage stuffer, pizza slicer, sizzle harvester, stewardess, anesthesiologist, assistant enthusiast, salacious gossip, ambassador to the Thaisels, statistician, ulcer surgeon, risk assessor, um, let's see, my phone turned off after risk assessor, Professor of Pseudoscience, Miss Phosphorescence 2015, <laughs> a sassy cephalopod, and fan of the Drop Method Fitness app, uh, Rachel Riley. Yeah, in case you didn't notice, um, I decided this week, once Bindle sent that list over, that I wasn't touching it with a barge pole. So Logan got the call up on, um, on the Belgian Mole podcast and actually I ran through them with him and then um, he's had a couple of days to prepare himself. <laughs> I think the most surprising one was uh, Pizza Slicer. See, I'm quite a big fan of uh, Ambassador to the Seychelles. Yeah. She's going to feed the Ambassador to the Seychelles a bunch of bananas. And now, I know we're rushing through this episode mainly because we've got two episodes to cover here, but it's time to talk about the most controversial bit, probably of the two episodes, in that Janelle and Brittany checking in first, and they win a surprise power. They win the return ticket, and they use it on Art and JJ. What was crazy is how to earn the return ticket. You had to play against a second-place team to check in for the return ticket. And yet again, Nicole and Victor consigned themselves to second. In another unaired head-to-head challenge. Yep. Did you get the same message from Tyler Oakley as to what game they uh, played in Dubai for the return ticket? Uh, I heard it was um, a game of strip poker, but I'm not sure whether that's been confirmed or not. That's what he said. It was strip poker. It was a. It was really a medley. It was best of three games. It was strip poker, uh, bocce ball, and go fish. It was best two out of three. But of course, due to time constraints, it was edited out, and they just on screen when Janelle and Brittany checked in, they just got the return ticket. Am I right in thinking that Nicole and Victor gave up on strip poker because Nicole just said that that wasn't how they played it in Michigan? Yeah, she just kept saying, yeah, it's actually illegal in Michigan to play strip poker. You get you get flogged. And that's rude. <laughs> it is rude. They are flogging him, and that is rude. He's had a deal with being flogged his whole life while playing strip poker. Do they just call the police in Michigan and be like, hey guys, I've heard of all the craziness in Missouri, but just to let you know, send police over to my house because I am playing strip poker regardless if I get flogged or not. In fact, a part of me wants to be flogged a little bit. And Victor's just taking notes. Yeah, that, actually that's the conversation. Right after that conversation is when Victor asks Nicole out. He's like, wow, they're into some crazy stuff in Michigan. Gotta get me one of those girls. So, would you have used it on Art and JJ? <laughs> Depends how much water Art and JJ had have been drinking uh, at Elimination Station. Which, apparently, Elimination Station was in Pitcairn Island this season. 
was it? Yeah, Pitcairn Island. They essentially, by the end of the season, the population doubles just because of the Amazing Race eliminated contestants there. Awesome. It's a real shame they don't put them online anymore. Yeah. I mean, that must have been a long flight to get them all the way from Pitcairn Island in the middle of the South Pacific to uh, Dubai. And then on to Uganda. And then on to Uganda. Uganda? 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 So yeah, Janelle and Brittany checking in first. They save Art and JJ using the return ticket. And then it is Nicole and Victor checking in second. Becca and Floyd who checking in third. Leo and Jamal who checking in fourth. Chris and Brett who checking in fifth. Tyler and Corey in sixth. Rachel and Alitha in seventh. And then Colin and Christy checking in last, but they are saved from Illumination. And we see the glorious return of Mark for Illumination. Yeah, no speed bumps. They're mixing non-Illumination penalties this year, which is really good to see. Yeah, I mean, how long have we talked about how useless and awful the speed bump is? Yeah, it's great to know that producers actually listen to a good idea for once, you know? They take the time and think uh, non-Illumination penalties through. I mean... They really missed the ball on having two head-to-heads already, or let alone one. Um, so yeah, seeing them switch to Mark for Elimination gives a bit of hope for a future for production. I know Mark for Elimination is not a perfect penalty either, as I think Colin and Christy will assess after the Uganda leg, but it's still better than the speed bump. Because the speed bump just takes up time. At least with the Mark for Elimination, they can just serve out their penalty off-screen and not actually have to worry about it. Yeah. Which is great for us. Because now it's the leg that Logan's been waiting for all season. And probably for about a year now. Because I'm pretty sure you probably had the same reaction as I did when the leak came out that they were going to Uganda. I believe I went, what? Uganda? If I had to list all of the countries that I thought Amazing Race was ever going to go to, Uganda would probably be, like, bottom ten? I don't know about bottom ten. I think I could put up with ten countries... Less likely than Uganda. Should I try to name ten? Go on, name ten countries. Iraq, Somalia, Eritrea, Syria, uh, Tonga, Chuvalu, Nauru, uh, let's see, uh, Vanuatu, South Sudan. How many am I at? Nine. I just have to come up with one more. Uh, French Guiana. Thank you for your 10 countries. No, Cuba. Cuba. Cuba Cuba would probably be 10. Well, Cuba um, has been on Amazing Race, at least. Yeah. Well, I guess other versions. Yeah. I was talking about generally. I never thought we'd ever see Uganda like. Just even within Africa, too. Like, I thought uh, Rwanda would be visited before Uganda. Um, one of the countries. Maybe not so much Burundi. They're quite conflicted right now. Um, one of those West African countries that hasn't been visited yet, but is relatively stable, like uh, Liberia. Yeah, I think Liberia is actually quite high up there for countries I think could be visited. Um, even Nigeria. Nigeria is pretty safe in the southern chunk of the country, just really populated. Um, Comoros? I think Comoros would even be more likely than, uh, than Uganda. Comoros is pretty stable. And then Kenya. We still haven't had a full Kenya leg. And I think that's probably because of Colin Gwynn. It could be. The news was relayed from Tanzania 15 years ago. 
Fun fact, Colin is on the wall of every Kenyan police station saying, do not serve this man. <laughs> and I'm very surprised they got away with doing this leg in Uganda. Yeah, if I was in the Ugandan government, I would not be too happy of what's being made light of in this episode. No, because on paper, this leg just reads like the sort of thing you would see on Hammerot's Lamillion. It's every stereotype possible. Forrest Whitaker would be proud. In fact, I think Forrest Whitaker was there, if I'm not mistaken. He was. He was the clue giver of the last King of Scotland detour. <laughs> that was hilarious. Amazing Race may have no budget anymore, but they can get Hollywood actors in just to play a bit part and be a clue giver. Yeah, makes makes. This is a weird week for CBS between this and the Edge of Extinction finale. And somehow this leg is the more believable one of the two. Do we have to talk about Edge of Extinction? <laughs> because we're recording this on Friday. I woke up yesterday morning to... I was kind of trying to avoid the spoilers, but I'd heard something had gone down. Looked at the results and went, What? What happened? A guy who skipped out on 12 episodes somehow had two idols played on him, gave up immunity at Final Four for no reason, just to boost his quote-unquote resume... Knocked out the other Edge of Extinction guy, and then won in a jury blowout over two people who had played for 39 days and both played really strong social games. Yeah. And two other idols were played, and two fake idols were also played. This season was a mess. Yeah. Edge of Extinction, probably one of the worst. I have zero desire in actually watching the finale. Which isn't something I can say about the, um, about many episodes of uh, Survivor. All I can summarize is idols were found, idols were played, there were challenges, tribal councils, fire making in a booth, and then people yelling at Julie and Gavin for not playing for 39 days, aka not playing recklessly enough to get themselves voted out of the game once or twice. <laughs> And then giving it to the guy who only played for 12 out of 39 days. And the jury yelling at Gavin saying, oh, well, that's the theme. The game has evolved, Gavin. You can't be yelling. You can't be saying that he didn't play for 12 days. That's the theme. There's only been one other season where I've not completed the season for American Survivor. And that is Game Changers. I haven't seen any episode of Game Changers after JT got voted out. Because in my headcanon, Sandra is still not voted out. That's a reasonable world to live in. Were you the one that built the statue? Uh, no, they were shipped directly from Probst Back Garden. Yeah, that's what he does in the off-season. You know how in the classic Exile Island seasons, like like Exile Island in Panama, for example, they had the skull on Exile Island and then the final three as part of Rites of Passage set fire to it. Maybe that's going to happen to Sandra and um, Rob's faces actually set fire to their real faces after rites of passage? No, it, it's not Hamrots. I mean, like, the Easter Island heads. The Olmec statues. As I've, I've seen them de described a couple of times. Yeah. Mind you, Probst has said he's never going to bring back uh, the rites of passage, so... Yeah. It was a good 26-season run for it, or I guess 24 out of 26 seasons. So anyway, back to this ridiculousness. Teams must now fly to Kampala in Uganda, and once there, they will find their next clues on their cars at the airport. Whew, this task. Seriously, whichever intern 
decided to do this task. Fire yourself. So they find out it's an instant roadblock, which is who wants an Entebbe baby? And in this roadblock, one team member must go to the back of Entebbe Airport and rescue a bunch of babies by going to an obstacle course to get their next clue. And the best thing about this is, as it's childcare-themed, both of the parent teams have to do it. So it's Brittany, Floyd, Christy, JJ, Victor, Corey, Jamal, Beckett, and Elitha doing this roadblock. Yeah, I hear JJ was really confused in this task because he brought out handcuffs and was actually arresting the babies and trying to get them onto a plane away from Amanda. Yeah, he was trying to get them into a marked van saying ice. Yeah. What was that about? Is he the Night King? That's a topical reference, given that this is coming out on Sunday when Game of Thrones uh, has its finale. Yeah, quite quite topical. Maybe that's what production was aiming for. They didn't even realize that they were essentially doing a, a parody of the whole uh, Entebbe crisis. Yeah, I'm, I'm still more devastated over Veep ending last week, I'll be honest. I'm still not over that finale. And then Big Bang Theory also ended? Yeah, Big Bang Theory ended last night. Yeah, that's, those are three big shows. But Big Bang Theory is not a major loss. It probably is for CBS, but it isn't a major loss for, you know, comedy. No, that laugh track was... I can only get through one episode of Big Bang Theory. Have you been to the stage where they film Big Bang Theory? Is it at Universal? It's Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers. I would have been close. I was at the... or Yeah, it was at the Warner Brothers slot, but I didn't go in there. I did. I also went to the Friends stage and sat on the Central Perk couch and saw all the West Wing seals and Mark was very naughty in the tour and played the secret sound from Zelda on the piano from Casablanca. Oh, that's neat. He pretended to tie his shoelaces as we were walking down a corridor so that everyone would go ahead of us and then proceeded to sit down at the piano from Casablanca and play the secret sound from Zelda on it. Play it again, Mark. And I don't know why they thought it was a good idea to do an inflatable obstacle course in uh, in Uganda. Yeah, at the, at the airport too? Yeah, it just seemed like an accident waiting to happen. Yeah, especially for Floyd. He fainted during that obstacle course. He did, and ironically, given how much water was being sprayed at him, he didn't drink enough. Yeah. I hear JJ, I think, may have gotten a parasite from uh, from the water being sprayed, though. Wasn't the cleanest water. I mean, it's a little bit ironic for um, JJ to enjoy having something sprayed in his face, given his job. Yeah. Usually it's mace. Mace, yeah, not even Mace the Rapper, actual Mace Mace. That stuff hurts. I'll take your word for that, Logan. I'm sure you've been maced by many a woman in Vernon. Yeah, and uh, that was crazy because J.J. pulled like a Batman. He's like, oh, so this is how it feels. Not good. See, we had another missed opportunity here because imagine if Rupert and Laura were brought back for the return ticket because I would have brought them back given how useless they are. Imagine Rupert having to go through this obstacle course. One more for Rupert's kids, two four, four more two more for Rupert's kids. I mean he would have volunteered for it because because of Rupert's kids, but also Rupert just trying to fight against basically a fireman's hose. It would not have ended well. My sweaty beard. Not good. So much perspiration. Do you think Kelly from season seven of Amazing Race, how many of these Ugandan kids would she have adopted? Oh, all of them from what what we found out when we spoke to her. Yeah, and then Christy would be lucky to snag one away from her, and that would be it. And then Colin would buy that kid a dirt bike. Screw you, Achilles. Screw you, Cruz. You're not having a dirt bike. 
adopted the Ugandan child gets it now. Yeah. So, once teams leave the roadblock, it is a detour, which is Last King of Scotland or Kampala in Parlour. And in Last King of Scotland, teams will search through thousands of fridges for decapitated heads and find the one that matches their provided photo. Once they find the correct photo, Forest Whisker will hand them the next clue. And in Kampala and Parla, teams must guide an Impala to the border of Sangala, where Sangalese leader, General Juma, will give them their next clue. Which one would you have chosen? This is like the Sophie's Choice of Detours. It really is. Yeah, I mean, matching the heads in the fridges seems so Futurama. Especially when they were slightly decaying as well. Yeah, you'd have to pay attention to really close detail. I'm sure there's a lot of those heads look a lot alike. Um... And that would be kind of gross, too, seeing decapitated, decaying heads. Decaying, decapitated heads. Um, At least it's kept fresh, though. Um, And then Kampala, Impala to... That was guiding Impala to the Sangalese border. (sighs) At least it's not too far. Like, it was within a couple miles. Yeah, but they did have to do it all all on uh, dirt bikes stolen from Colin's house. Right, have to do it all from bikes. That'd be tough for me since I don't really drive. Um, you know what? I would do the, the, the head fridges task. You would do Last King of Scotland? I would do Last King of Scotland, yep. It begs the question, where did Bertram and Elise find all the heads? I think the fridges were there before they even were... I think while they were scouting, they found the fridges of heads, and they're like, great idea for, for a detour. really immerses people into blasting of Scotland culture within uh, Uganda. So what you're saying is these fridges are an actual tourist attraction, because that's kind of odd. That's why not many tourists go to Uganda. Yeah. Weirdly, someone at work, one of the tutors, is um, is going to Uganda next week. So someone did ask me uh, earlier, what's the capital of Uganda? And without missing a beat, I just went, Kampala. It's an amazing race. Yeah. Perfect timing. <laughs> I've actually, I've actually known people who've gone to Kampala too, and they say that the ditches on the like they don't have proper drainage, so when it rains and stuff, it's just pretty much the streets get flooded almost instantly. It just goes into these little ditches. Yeah, it's quite big for um, ecotourism because there's a lot of like um, monkey sanctuaries and stuff in Uganda. Right. There's um, quite a large gorilla population, I think it is. Yeah, because Uganda has a really big gorilla population too. And then um, near the airports, uh, Narangatan Sanctuary as well, I believe. Yeah, if you're into that, that ecotourism, yeah, Gonda's pretty ideal. I've heard Kampala, though, is just a nightmare for traffic. And as we saw in the Mason race this week, it just further, like, they don't have Uber with cars in Uganda or in Kampala. They have, like, a bicycle version of Uber. I can't remember the exact name, but... It's it's true story. It's what they actually use and what my uh, one of my friends in South Africa used when she was there. Wasn't it created by um, a former Belgian mole con- contestant? It's called Boober. Yes, called Boober, which you'd think would be something else, but it isn't. No, surprisingly, in uh, in Uganda, Boober means something else. Yeah, uh, which I mean. It also makes sense, I guess, with the name, since you'd have to be a bit of a boober to not know how to ride your own bicycle and have to pay somebody to drive you around on a bicycle. Yeah, have you heard um, that the 
ride-sharing app that featured in uh, Amazing Race Asia 5 and um, an Uber have had a failed merger. Apparently it was a bit of a goober. Yeah, and I think with uh, Goober, I believe the slogan is yippee which, if I'm not mistaken, is Swahili for good luck and safe travels. It was advertised by the um, the main villain of Die Hard, actually. Yeah. That was the last commercial Alan Rickman did before he passed away. It really was. Yeah, ride-sharing. Yeah, he doesn't get to be Professor Snape, he's... The ride-sharing commercial guy. That's how he's known for in Uganda. How the mighty have fallen. Yes. Always. But yeah, those streets are just chaotic in Kampala. I wouldn't. I don't think Uganda could be on my bucket list, or at least not Kampala itself. I'd want to get out of the core of the city as soon as uh, possible. What did you think about uh, General Juma's behavior as well? Because I'm surprised they gave him so much airtime. He's really toned things down in terms of policy uh, since we last saw him in the news a couple years ago, because I'm a bit of an expert in uh, Central African politics. So to see him really, you know, go the less uh, fundamental route um, and be one with the people is a a great thing to see. You know, they went to Zimbabwe while Mugabe was in power. So it's great to see they went to Singala when General Juma uh, was in uh, was in power too, and clearly has a good relationship with Uganda. If teams are able to freely cross into the border, yeah. So it is Colin and Christie who leave Last King of Scotland in first, and teams must now head to Centenary Park in Kampala. Once there, they must match up a local with their family member who is in the park somewhere, and if they complete the Ugandan relations, they get their next clue. Yeah, take us through what happened here, Michael. Well, it it got a little bit dicey because there were some accusations that some people look very similar, but the whole point was trying to match the, the features of the, the various family members. I'm just not sure certain people understood the task. They got a little bit desperate and, you know, spoilers, that's how Becker and Floyd went. Yeah, considering the whole backlash to the whole of Vietnam visits, so to see them air that while in Uganda was quite shocking. Yeah. Do you think they're going to revisit Uganda at any point? Or is it going to be one and done? I guess it depends how the government reacts to how their country was depicted in this episode. Yeah, I'm not sure this is the the greatest um, greatest advert for Ugandan tourism. Yeah, especially the heads and the fridges there. And just seeing Rachel um, take off the hair of one of the heads and use it as extensions. That was that was crazy. It's sort of understandable when she did break down at the Centenary Park task and and say that Amazing Race is supposed to be good and fun. Yeah, she was well. She was trying to incorporate local language, so she said that the Amazing Race was supposed to be good and goober. And it was very close for them in the end. I I'm still not entirely sure how they beat Becker and Floyd in the foot race. Yeah, I think I think Floyd was just so depleted this leg doesn't do too well once you get halfway into the race. The fact that Art and JJ beat both of them in a foot race? Not even close. Art and JJ came fourth. Yeah, they beat a lot of teams on foot. It's like, what were they doing at Elimination Station? Did they know the twist was coming and Art was just playing possum the whole time? Do you think Janelle and Brittany are regretting um, bringing back Art and JJ? Maybe not yet because they won both legs, but... Yeah, they gave Art and JJ the second wind, and man, they're riding—they're riding high right now. 
I 100% would have gone straight for Rupert and Laura because it's basically a free elimination to save yourselves. Yeah. I mean, Rupert would have had 10 kids with him from the roadblock that he's going to try and take all around the world to make sure they get back to Indianapolis. And also, Rupert versus Firefighters would have just been amazing. Yeah. It's all in my beard. <laughs> that would have been so funny. Um, who? Oh, yeah, there's Chris and Brett. They, didn't, they, they weren't shown at all in these two episodes. Oh, yeah, we, we actually do need to occasionally mention them, don't we? <laughs> yeah, they were there. Just like the show. Uh, oh, yeah. Tyler and Corey, they um, they did all right this leg. They had an okay performance. Yeah, I mean, they were still just above the bottom three. They came in sixth, but... Yeah, I hear that Tyler blocked three of the kids at the airport on Twitter. Yeah, because he heard what they were saying about him. Yeah, and then once he heard about uh, General Juma's past... Uh, he blocked him from Facebook. General Juma tried to send him a friend request, according to what uh, Tyler Oakley was saying to me. He's like, no, human rights violations, not my thing, guys. I'm, uh, that's why I decided to block General Juma from social media. Didn't he say he didn't want that negativity in his life? Yeah, he didn't want the negativity of uh, genocide in his life. So, Colin and Christy leave that task in first, with Janelle and Brittany in second, and Nicole and Victor in third. And teams must now run to the other side of the park to find Phil at the pit stop, and the last team to check in will be eliminated. But sadly for Colin and Christy, Janelle and Brittany do beat them in the foot race, and Colin and Christy now have to sit there and serve their penalty. Whilst watching, Janelle and Brittany win their second leg on the trot, and $500 each. Which is like what they make in a year in Uganda. And because Colin and Christie are sitting out their penalty, Nicole and Vitz checking in second, and then Colin and Christie checking in third, Art and JJ in fourth, Leo and Jamal in fifth, and Tyler and Corey in sixth, Chris and Brett in seventh. And then, in actually quite an exciting elimination segment, Becca and Floyd do leave the task in eighth, but Rachel and Alitha pass them on the way to the pit stop. They check in in eighth. And Becca and Floyd are eliminated from the race. Man, what a rough way to go out. At least they got to explore a new country this time. Yeah, and at least um, Becca took it in good humour, saying, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. And then they rapped. They rapped about Uganda. Oh, don't remind me. Yeah. <laughs> they rapped about Uganda, saying that they're, the capital is Luanda. Luanda is the capital of Angola. That rap doesn't even make sense. Yeah, do your research. And who? Yeah, well, who who raps about world capitals? <laughs> you probably. Let's be honest. <laughs> Maybe that's a challenge I should set you for next week. Yeah, I, I'm in disbelievia that they're going to Namibia. I mean, you joke, but you know this is the sort of thing where I call your bluff on it and say, "Logan, learn a rap about world capitals for next week for me." <laughs> Dare I say, Edge of Extinction was rigged for Chris? You dare. I, I dare say that. Or General Juma is actually from Juba. Juba is the capital of South Sudan. The, Thanks. That new country. So, next time, teams fly to Switzerland, where a surprised must-vote U-turn changes everything, and tensions rise as a double elimination awaits at the pit stop. Wow. Double elimination. 
Leo and Jamal, what ha- what's been happening to them? They won two legs, and then they make a bunch of jokes about Uganda. Like that was I can't believe we didn't address this, but when they were like taking the heads out of the ridges and just holding it out, out out in front of their face, and then when Leo said it would make a great toy for uh, Pablo, like that's somebody's head. You don't do that with somebody's head. No, that's rude. Yeah, and then Jamal took one of the heads too, and he's like, the number one rule in Amazing Race is that you keep your head. And then him and Leo just had this really uh, hearty laugh. Do you agree with me that this season is kind of going down the pan now? Because we have a return ticket and a non-elimination in the same leg, then we have a surprise elimination, now we have a surprise double elimination and a must-vote U-turn next week. It's like they're basically doing the survivor tactic of chucking everything at the wall and seeing what sticks. But at least we got Uganda. That's all I'm saying. I mean, they'll probably never go to Uganda again, and I think you might be right, Michael, especially after Leo and Jamal at the detour. I don't think they'll be allowed to go back to Uganda. Qatar has a higher chance at this point. Yeah. So have you got any predictions for next week? Uh, I gotta think that Art and JJ are gonna be are gonna be out, and Rachel and Alicia. Um, I mean, Alitha just displayed so they both of them displayed so much ignorance this leg. Like, how do you not know what Uganda is? Uganda's a country. Who do you think is gonna uh, get you turned? I think Leo and Jamal for the lols, and I'd assume. Probably Rachel and Alicia. Maybe Art and JJ and Rachel and Alicia will be the two teams eliminated this week. Maybe. So have you got anything else you want to say? Um, no, I'm glad we were able to cover these two legs. I mean, it was a weird appearance for Uganda, but I'm glad Amazing Race did it. So... Thank you for listening to this URT number podcast. You can join us next week for another recap. If you've got any questions, feel free to contact us on our Facebook page, Reality TV Warriors, on our Twitter account, RTV Warriors, our own Twitter pages, MJ Helmstone for me, and Logs for Quacky for Logan. See you next week. Peace out and just chill till the next episode. Yeah, yeah. And also, in case you didn't guess, of course, we are talking absolute bollocks. You can laugh now, Logan. I got all my laughter out of her clear. Kampala Impala broke me. You wrote it! <laughs> That's the thing, 90% of this was written by you. I know, but hearing you say it in a complete, with a complete straight face was very funny. <laughs> a lot of this was improvised. I don't think the listeners realized how much of our discussion was completely on the fly. Yeah, Logan and I genuinely don't discuss a lot outside of any podcast, but especially on a fake one, because, you know, we write the basics, and then we talk bollocks for an hour. <laughs> especially... Integrating actual current events into the fake episodes is always fun. But anyway, thank you for listening. We will actually be back for the real episode next week. So yeah, bye. See ya.